Hey Radio Land, this is S.E. Day, your host of the Legally Still Show. Voted Tampa Bay's most engaging consumer talk radio show. Tune in to us weekly Saturdays at 11 a.m. where we're going to bring you issues that matter most to your wallet. We'll discuss issues like taxes, credit, finance, and my favorite, vehicles. Tune in Saturdays, 11 a.m. We'll make sure you get the information you need by bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet. This is Matt Salmon of Lightning Radio. You may think I'm a big, famous radio guy, but just like you, I don't like getting nickel and dimed by my bank. That's why I'm a member of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union. While the other guys are charging fees left and right, Grow Financial has free ATMs, a free debit card with no debit card fees, and low rates on credit cards and car loans. Become a member right now at growfinancial.org. Grow Financial is federally insured by NCUA and is a proud sponsor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Hey, this is S.E. Day, your host of the Legally Steal Show. The other day I stopped into one of the branches of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union, and they're doing something awesome. They have a big promotion where they're going to be giving away my best-selling book, The Negotiating Experience, Your Car Deal Your Way, to anyone who has opened an account with Grow. If you listen to me, you know that I'm an advocate for credit unions. So make sure you call them, get your copy of the book. Give me a call at the station here at the Tantalk Network, and I'll make sure I get it autographed for you. Only on the Legally Steal Show, where we're bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet and with Grow Financial. So you put the brakes on that much-needed brake job for months. Or maybe your alternator has alternate plans. Is your exhaust system exhausted? Or maybe your muffler doesn't muffle anymore. Whatever your car care need is, from tune-ups to total engine replacements, ice-cold air can get you back on the road at a very cool price. We have 17 Bay Area locations. Go to icecoldair.net to find the nearest location. Print out this month's special. We may not be pretty, but we're cheap, cheap, cheap. It's time for Legally Steal with your host, S.E. Day. Hey, thank you, Bill. Welcome again to another session, another show of the Legally Steal Show. I'm your host, S.C. Day, and glad to have you here with uh, another weekend of our Ask the Celebrity segment. This weekend's guest is actor John Nicholson. John John is going to be on about 15 past the hour, which is our normal time that we normally bring on our guests. And I tell you, he has something revealing, very revealing that uh, he's going to be sharing with you some of the upcoming things that he's doing. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about his background, how he got into acting, and some of the things that he's doing now to actually push his career to the next level. So definitely stay tuned to our, uh, after the break at about 9, I'm sorry, um, I'm thinking about the earlier show, at about 11.15, so 11.17, between 11.15 and 11.17, we'll be bringing John on, and we'll be talking with him. Now, I've got to do a follow-up from last week. Um, it was, uh, I don't know, I really don't know what happened, but it, was, it, it like exploded this week. Uh, last week we talked about Susie Orman and her approved card. Well, this week it, it exploded. I mean, I've been on several radio shows. i got another one lined up for tomorrow out of Dallas, but People are hot and heavy on this issue, and uh, it's really something that is really sparking the interest in the country. 
because those cards, those prepaid debit cards, are focusing on the unbanked and the unbankable. And you have, you know, financial gurus like Susie Orman who are saying, you know, the approved card is the best option, is the best alternative to banking. Well, she had an interview this Monday, this past Monday, with Tom Joyner, and she kind of exploded, man. She is like, she's like all over the place. She's calling people idiots, and they don't know what they're talking about. So people are really hot and heavy on this issue that they don't want to be taken advantage of anymore, and rightfully so. I don't blame them because cars like that eat up your money. You put money on it, it will eat up your money, and the next thing you know, you're spending more money for the car, for having possession and usage of the car, than you need to spend. So, you know, my alternative is join a credit union. And, of course, everybody knows, everybody who's been listening to me for the past almost two years now, know that I'm a credit union advocate. I've been talking credit unions, and I believe in the power of credit unions and what they can do. And that power and, and belief has turned into something really cool. Uh, last week I announced that as of February, I will become the official spokesperson of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union, which is a it's it's the third largest credit union here in the Tampa Bay area, and they're managing over 1.7 billion in assets and growing, and that's a good thing. Uh, they have a beautiful name, Grow Financial, and my goal is to help them grow to 2.7 billion in assets as their spokesperson. So good things are happening. And I'm looking forward to bringing you more and more as the months and weeks come along. Uh, we have some exciting shows that we're planning for February. It's going to be the it's going to be the Women of Influence Month. So it's going to be all women, women of power, women of influence. That's February. If I don't end up going to the Super Bowl, so my you know my strategist is saying, hey. Text me this morning just as I'm getting ready to go on the air. We got some things. We need to get you up to the Super Bowl. It's going to be cold in Indianapolis. But whatever. <laughs> we'll make it happen the way it's supposed to happen. Another thing this week, I those of you who are following me on Facebook, and please go to Facebook. It's the Legally Steel Show. Type it in. Our Facebook page, fan page will pop up. Get connected to it. Click the like button, get connected to it, so you will be privy to things that are coming down the chute uh, as we are posting that new updates on that every week. Uh, this week, something that's near and dear, which I would have dedicated the show to today, but this is our third weekend of the month, so we are doing Ask the Celebrity, and we'll be doing that next month as well. I'm not going to tell you who next month's guest is, uh, my producer is shaking her head like, you probably don't know who next month's guest is. But that's okay. We'll figure it out and we'll get it going. But something that happened this week, and I'm very, very, very proud of my listener, very proud of my followers, something called SOPA, uh, Stop Online Piracy Act and PIPA, the Protection of I Internet Protocol, basically, um, act. This was something that would change the whole face of the Internet and the information that we received. <clears throat> so Monday, I put out a mad cry about, you know, let's push this thing around the country. Uh, Wikipedia blacked out their site. Google put the black slash 
tag mark on their logo. And many of the sites around the country started black labeling their sites because they wanted to protest these two acts that are in Congress. And bottom line is, if these, and this is this goes to everybody, if you have sound of my voice, if you have access to the Internet, this is something that relates to you. So you can't say, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't relate to me. No. If they shut down the Internet, and when I say shut down, I'm not, I'm not steering fear. What I am saying is they would control, you're talking about congressional offices controlling the content on the Internet. So it's a big Hollywood push. It's kind of ironic because I have an actor on the day, and we'll touch on that a little bit. But you have the big Hollywood push, big money and big guns out in Hollywood, who's fighting Silicon Valley basically saying, look, we want to stop the piracy. Well, we all know and we've seen things that happen. Uh, as they say, the uh, the road paved to hell is, or the road to hell is paved with, good, with, with great or good intentions. If you let politicians come in and start putting their fingers in the Internet and free speech and free content and free market, you know regulation will kick in and the next thing you know, we might as well be in in, in North Korea because everything will be controlled by the government. We will have no say-so, no control. They will be watching everything that you do just from one act or a couple of acts being passed. So this week, the cry was so mad across the country. Politicians started, even those who sponsored the deal, like co-sponsor our senator here in Florida, Marco Rubio, co-sponsored the bill the PIPA Act uh, bill in the Senate, and he pulled back. He pulled back support. So many other politicians started to follow suit, Democrats and Republicans alike. They started following suit and start falling off this whole PIPA SOPA, uh, saying that we need to get more information on it to know what's going on before we go to putting something like this on the floor and passing because it could severely limit the way your Internet accessibility is today and the content that you can give. Now, my cry is, remember, we don't talk politics, but we talk about issues that matter most to your wallet. My cry is don't stop now. Don't stop now. You can still go to wikipedia.org and pull up their website, and on their website they will have things like um, contact your congressman. Contact your representatives. So you can put in your zip code, and it will pull up your representatives of where you live, anywhere in the country. Do it. Do it. Do it. Continue with the pressure because out of sight is out of mind. If we do not do something about it now, and I'm very serious about this, you know when I attack something, I will stick to it like I did bank transfer day. I will stick to it and push it hard and heavy. Do not give up. Continue to call your congressman. Continue to let them know. Do not let SOPA and do not let PIPA in its current state make it to the floor. Not pass. Don't let them make it to the floor for a vote. So remember, you have a voice, and if you let that voice go, then you suffer the consequences. It's like voting. You know, we'll talk about that later in the year. I'm not pushing that now. But I am pushing bills or, you know, the, the, the content behind SOPA and PIPA. Research it, look it up online, check out the news. You may, you know, the news is good because they're going to jump on it 
because it's the hot issue right now. But as soon as the next hot issue come up, then they'll forget all about that. And like I said, it's a lot of money behind this. It's the old guard and the changing of the old guard to the new guard. We have a voice as people. We have a voice, and we need to let that voice be heard. So I'm going to get off that soapbox. I'm going to get off that soapbox, but please do your research. Sopa, Pippa, do not stop. Continue to contact your congressman. Now, um, a lot of people have been asking me, well, when you bring on the celebrities, what what's the deal behind it? I mean, are they talking issues that matter most to your wallet, or are they promoting their ventures? Well, it's kind of both, and I'll tell you this. Celebrities have their people just like we are. They go through their things in life, and they are affected by financial trends just like everybody else is in this country. And I like showcasing those celebrities who are making a positive impact and really doing things um, for the economy. Our guest today is actor John Nichols. And you look him up. You can go to our webpage, LegallySteelShow.com. His face, his picture is there. And if you click on the links, it will take you to the show. And you can also go to his bio because on that same page down below, John's picture, you're going to see the blog, and his face will pop up. When you click on the blog, it will give you more information about him, and you can go and look him up, look up his IDB, IDMB status, IDMB, International Database, Internet Movie, IMDB, Internet Movie Database, and you will be able to see more about John. But the thing here is, you know, he has an issue today that, He's doing a documentary film coming up, and we're going to have him tell you more about it after the break. But in his documentary, it's it's some really cool things, and I know of this firsthand because I have a very good friend who is in a situation like this. So definitely uh, we're going to have some good information coming up from John. And feel free, feel free to give us a call at uh, 347-637-1008. Call in numbers 347-637-1008. Definitely give us a call. And we will be back after the break, and we'll have our special guest on, John Nichols. So stay tuned. Hey, Radio Land. This is your host, S.C. Day. You know, here at the Legally Steel Show, we don't stroke your ears with music. But we do leave your brain all satisfied with the climax of issues that matter most to your wallet. Tune in to a Saturdays at 11 a.m. where we will discuss the pressing issues of the day. Only on the Legally Steel Show where we're bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet. So you put the brakes on that much-needed brake job for months. Or maybe your alternator has alternate plans. Is your exhaust system exhausted, or maybe your muffler doesn't muffle anymore? Whatever your car care need is, from tune-ups to total engine replacement, Ice Cold Air can get you back on the road at a very cool price. We have 17 Bay Area locations. Go to icecoldair.net to find the nearest location. Print out this month's special. We may not be pretty, but we're cheap, cheap, cheap. This is Matt Salmon of Lightning Radio. You don't need to be an NHL goalie to make great saves. 
As a member of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union, you'll make great saves every day. They've got low rates on credit cards and car loans, free banking services like free ATM, and unlike the other guys, a free debit card with no debit card fees. Check out all the great saves at Grow Financial. I became a member two years ago, and you can become a member today. Grow Financial is federally insured by NCUA and is a proud sponsor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is Ray Charles Jr., and when you want to know about consumer issues that matter most to your wallet, I listen to my man, S.E. Day, on the Legally Steal Show. Hey, this is S.E. Day, your host of the Legally Steal Show. The other day I stopped into one of the branches of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union, and they're doing something awesome. They have a big promotion where they're going to be giving away my best-selling book, The Negotiating Experience, Your Car Deal Your Way, to anyone who has opened an account with Grow. If you listen to me, you know that I'm an advocate for credit unions, so make sure you call them. Get your copy of the book. Give me a call at the station here at the Tantalk Network, and I'll make sure I get it autographed for you. Only on the Legally Steal Show, where we're bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet and with Grow Financial. Welcome back to the Legally Steal Show. Once again, here's S.E. Day. Thank you again, Bill. Um, we are back. I am your host, S.E. Day, here at the Legally Steal Show. As I promised you, we have our special guest coming on, uh, Mr. John Nichols. Uh, before, before I bring John on, uh, a little bit about John and his <laughs> background. Um, you know, John, before, you know, he went into, John is an actor and he's a producer, uh, born and raised in New York, and he's a relatively newcomer to the acting scene, but I love his quote. I love his quote. You may not know me now, but a little bit of time is going to change all of that. John, how are you doing today? Good morning, man. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. <laughs> Great. Now, everybody, John is calling in from the West Coast. Okay, we're on the East Coast. It's nice and warm. It's 11:18. So, John, I appreciate you coming out so early in the morning. No worries. Actually, I'm on my way to uh, I'm on my way to the set of this project I'm working on. It's uh, raining out here in Los Angeles, which is you know very uncommon. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, listen, John. Tell us about tell us a little bit about who you are and 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 what you're doing, and then we're going to go into this 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 documentary that you you're going to start filming this summer, and it's called uh, the Real Girlfriend Experience. So we'll yeah. get to that. But yeah, tell us a little bit about John Nichols. Well, you know, I'm uh, born and raised in uh, Brooklyn, New York. And I grew up, you know, my whole life there. My family is, is all my family are still back there. Um, you know, it's funny. I, 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 I can't say that I knew I was going to become an actor all along. Um, I had a regular corporate career, went, uh, went to college, graduated with a degree in criminal justice, and uh, went on and, and had a corporate career, was uh, corporate director of loss prevention for a couple of different major retailers. And, and to be quite honest, I, you know, if someone had, spoken to me 10 years ago, I was happy being a, you know, corporate guy, going to work, traveling, flying all over the country, making big bucks and, and enjoying myself. And then uh, somebody suggested, actually it was my ex, suggested that there was a, a play. I was living in Atlanta at the time, and there was a play that was casting. And she said, ah, why, don't you, uh, why don't you go and uh, 
and go down for the audition. And so I went there last minute, no headshot, no resume, just went in there, had no idea what I was doing. And two days later, casting director called me, and they said, we want to offer you the lead role. And I remember looking at the phone like, I'm pretty sure you guys have called the wrong person because <laughs> you guys won't want to, you won't want to offer me. And sure enough, um, I got the lead role in the play. And it was, you know, it was not a big production. It was a small, a small play being produced in Atlanta. Um, right. But it's what they say. It is, it is that, that bug that got me. And uh, from that point on, I've been uh, bitten, for better or worse, I've been uh, married to the acting thing from that point on. Well, you know, I definitely can understand that. Um, John, my, you know, my career, those who don't, you know, don't know, but mine was similar. I had no idea that I would be in radio. Ten years ago, people used to tell huh? me, man, you have a radio voice, you ought to do radio. I was like, no, dude, radio is not for me. I'm in real estate. I'm a developer. That's my love. That's my passion. I like the money. I like the life. And mine ended up coming out of a out of a, uh, a necessity. And here I am today doing radio show hosting and, you know, talking with celebrities like you, John. So, you know, hey, we have a similar background. Plus, I was in law enforcement as well. We didn't talk about that. Oh, really? No, I didn't know that at all. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll wow. tell you more about that. I'm not gonna bore. Look, I'm not gonna bore the listeners with me being in radio, but de- I mean being in, in law enforcement. But yeah, definitely, you and I can talk about that later. Wow. Okay. So, okay. so now, what have what have you been in? Ah, uh, well, or, let's see. I've been. Uh, like I've done uh, done some episodes of uh, All My Children before it went off the air. Um, did uh, episodes of uh, General Hospital, um, did a couple of commercials, um, some movies. I had a role in the movie The Gospel um, and some other uh, independent now, films. Now, Haven't, I think, you know, I'm sorry, again. No, I was saying The Gospel, that was with Boris Kojo, right? He was in that, Boris right? Kojo, Tamara Gray, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually, got it. That was that was actually the first, that was the movie that got me eligible to get into the Screen Actors Guild because you gotta you know in order to get into SAG you gotta be on a uh, on a SAG project and it becomes a catch twenty two because how do you get into SAG if you can't get on a SAG project and you can't get on a SAG project unless you're in SAG so it was, yeah it becomes a conundrum that a lot of actors find themselves in. Right, right. You know that's very interesting, and you know I, I just have a question. Kind of, how was the progression from the play into all my children and and you know General Hospital? How did that go? Well, it's, it's so weird, right? Because okay, so I, I I get hired for this play. I show up the first day for they have a a, a cast meeting, and it's kind of like introduce yourself. And so all these actors go around the room, and they're like, "Hi, I've been acting for." 10 years, and, you know, I've been in this, and then they get to me, and I'm like, hi, I'm John Mickelson, and um, I've not, <laughs> I'm not acted in anything. And I felt completely uh, I felt completely unprepared, and the first thing I did is I went out and I hired an acting coach because I thought, man, if I'm going to do this, then I need, to get, uh, I need to get up on speed because it's not respectful to the other people that I'm working with if these guys are coming with all this experience and these people have had, you know, they had formal training. And I, I think one of the misnomers is, is that people, you turn on the TV and you see someone act and you think, oh, I can do that. 
it's no different than, you know, going to the Laker game and seeing Kobe Bryant sink shots from 25 or 30 feet thinking, oh, I can do that. Well, Kobe can do that because he spent years and years and thousands of hours in the gym shooting jump shots and dribbling, and that's why he's able to perform at that level. And acting is the exact same thing. If you don't, if you don't put your time in, it's not you're not going to show up on set, you know, and say, and they're going to give you some lines and say, and magically it's going to happen. And so, the the thing that I did is I went out, I got an acting coach, and I started working with him regularly. Um, and then little by little, I started getting other roles from that play. I got something else, and then I got in a couple of uh, short films in Atlanta, and then I got in a couple of uh, a couple of uh, feature films. And kind of one thing kind of progressed to the other. But the one thing that I always did is I always felt that it's my responsibility to treat this as a, uh, as a profession. And as a professional, it's my responsibility to know my stuff and, you know, and, and, and to own my craft. So um, one thing led to another. And then there was a friend of mine who was working at a Rainforest Films, which is the company that produced, um, produced the, the gospel, and she called me up and mm-hmm. she said, hey, you know, we, we got a, a, a role in here for you. I don't know if you want it. It's not a big role, but she said, you know, it pays and it, it, it's a SAG film. And I was like, man, thank you so much. So I went down. I did the film. It was so crazy because never having been on a SAG film before, I show up. And there's a, you know, it was a real big deal. There was an assistant, uh, one of the first ADs there. She came, she met me, she takes me over to my trailer. And I'm, I'm excited, you got to imagine, I'm excited to tell her, this is like my first film. I got a trailer and there's juice and water and soda. I'm calling my friends, I'm calling my friends on the phone like, yo, man, I got this. Out. Thing is, is, then they called me to set to rehearse the scene and I happened to walk by and I looked, and Boris Kojo had a trailer. Well, my trailer looked like a FEMA trailer. <laughs> and Boris's trailer was like, looked like a mansion. And then I was like, okay, now it kind of brought me back down to earth again. I was like, okay, well, but, you know, it was a, it was, it was a start. And I, was just, I just felt blessed to just be there because, you know, obviously Boris Kojo is a well-known, you know, brother's a well-known star. He's, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, and the funny part was is that we knew this scene, and there were all these, it was a scene in the club in the beginning of the picture, and there were all these extras around, all these girls and stuff. And so and I'm feeling like I'm a decent-looking guy. I was feeling pretty good. And then Boris walks in, and then all the girls just oohed and out, and I felt like, oh, man, this is, <laughs> this is no fun at all. Who the hell Nichols, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was, a, it, was a good, it was a good experience, man. It was a really good experience. And, uh, well, I can, and it was from, I can you, from there. Man, after that, I moved out to I can L.A. I tell you a couple of things. Listen, a couple of the things that, that I picked up out of that and definitely that the audience will hear is that one is dedication. If you're not dedicated to your craft, then you're not going to expect to go higher than you know, than your level of expertise with it. And the Absolutely. other thing is you you were unexpected in this. This was not something that you were planning, but once it happened, you grabbed it by the horns and you took charge and you made it yours. Absolutely. Well, I mean, look at it this way. I don't care what you want to be in life. I mean, you want to be a musician, you want to be a painter, you want to do, there is nothing in this world that you can do um, and be successful at that you don't have to put the time in. I think acting is one of those few arts, and it really is an art, but it's one of those few arts where people just look and the automatic assumption is, because you see someone on TV do it, you think, oh, I can do that. And there's, 
they don't, you know, I think most people don't understand that, you know, there's years and years of dedication. You know, there's a saying out here in L.A., it takes seven to ten years to become an overnight success. And that seven to ten years wow. is, you know, people are doing, people are doing, you know, you they do odd ends, they deliver flowers, wait tables and bars, and, you know, you think, right. oh, man, this guy just became a success overnight. No, he, he or she has been uh, has been really, you know, with their nose right to the grind, like, for 10 years. It just seemed like an overnight success to you because all of a sudden you, you, you see them after not having seen them before. But, man, you got to put your time in. Well, I tell you, um, probably about 15 years ago when I was working in law enforcement, one of my coworkers, her husband at the time, I, I think they're still married, but her husband was getting into producing and he needed a couple of extras uh, for his, and this was a 15-minute short now, a 15-minute short uh-huh. film. He needed a couple of extras, and, you know, she told it to me, and she said, well, he has this part as this guy playing the boss, one of the guys, you know, and it's a silent film. I said, okay, no mm-hmm. problem. I'll go out and I'll, you know, help a friend out. Well, man, I get out here on this scene, and there were, there were so many people who were trying to break into the whole acting yeah. thing, the acting career. And I'm looking and saying, you know, these people have done training. They, they are looking for anything to have their name attached to it. And here I am. I mean, I'm just helping a friend out. And, you know, it took two days to do this 15-minute short. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, acting is not for me. I'm in law enforcement. <laughs> acting is not for me. <laughs> So, Yo, I, I, I tell exactly everybody, I get, I get friends and family that, that call me all the time and say, hey, how can I get into acting? The first thing I tell them is the first thing you need to do is you have to take a vow of poverty because you're going to be broke for a long time before you ever make any Before you ever make any money, you're going to be broke for a long time. So if you're not with the vow of poverty, don't even think about acting because it ain't, there's no get-rich-quick out here, none at all. <laughs> Listen, Josh. We're going to take a short break because, you know, we've got to pay the bills. Absolutely. We're going to take a short break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about the real girlfriend experience, all right? Okay. Absolutely. Okay, so hang tight. Hang tight. We'll take this break, and we'll be back shortly. You're listening to the Legally Steal Show with your host, S.C. Day. We'll be right back after the break. Hey, Tampa Bay, this is S.C. Day, host of the Legally <laughs> Steal Show, your local consumer advocate nationwide. As a former Army certified vehicle mechanic, I know the importance of vehicle maintenance. I also know the rising cost of vehicle repairs and labor rates. At Ice Cold Air Discount Auto Repair, you don't have to worry about being overcharged on vehicle repair or labor rates. In fact, at Ice Cold Air, their signature labor rate is up to 50% off industry standards. Ice Cold Air has more than 40 years of experience at driving down the cost of vehicle repairs, and you can bring your own parts if you like. Listen. If you've ever had a vehicle repaired, then you know what I'm talking about. It's not the parts that cost you. It's the labor. Ice Cold Air Discount Auto Repair saves you money guaranteed. They've built a reputation of taking care of your vehicle repair needs and your peace of mind at the same time. Visit one of Ice Cold Air's 16 Bay Area locations today and tell them SC sent you. You'll be glad you did, and I guarantee that. So you put the brakes on that much-needed brake job for months. Or maybe your alternator has alternate plans. Is your exhaust system exhausted? Or maybe your muffler doesn't muffle anymore. 
Whatever your car care need is, from tune-ups to total engine replacement, Ice Cold Air can get you back on the road at a very cool price. We have 17 Bay Area locations. Go to icecoldair.net to find the nearest location. Print out this month's special. We may not be pretty, but we're cheap, cheap, cheap. This is Ray Charles Jr., and when you want to know about consumer issues that matter most to your wallet, I listen to my man, S.E. Day, on the Legally Steal Show. This is Matt Salmon of Lightning Radio. You don't need to be an NHL goalie to make great saves. As a member of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union, you'll make great saves every day. They've got low rates on credit cards and car loans, free banking services like free ATM, and unlike the other guys, a free debit card with no debit card fees. Check out all the great saves at Grow Financial. I became a member two years ago, and you can become a member today. Grow Financial is federally insured by NCUA and is a proud sponsor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Hey, this is S.E. Day, your host of the Legally Steal Show. The other day I stopped into one of the branches of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union, and they're doing something awesome. They have a big promotion where they're going to be giving away my best-selling book, The Negotiating Experience, Your Car Deal Your Way, to anyone who has opened an account with Grow. If you listen to me, you know that I'm an advocate for credit unions, so make sure you call them, get your copy of the book. Give me a call at the station here at the Tantalk Network, and I'll make sure I get it autographed for you. Only on the Legally Steal Show, where we're bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet and with Grow Financial. Welcome back to the Legally Steal Show. Once again, here's S.E. Day. Thank you again, Bill. I'm your host, S.E. Day, here on the Legally Steal Show. And we have our special guest on the line with us today, Mr. John Nicholson. Uh, John is an actor, he's a producer, and he is working on a big documentary that that he should be shooting this summer. And it's very interesting because, John, after you tell us about the real girlfriend experience, I'm going to tell you about how it affects me. I guess personally I'm I'm like a degree of separation from it because I know exactly what you're talking about. So what exactly is the real girlfriend experience? Well, now, I, I, let me start by I, I, how I decided that this is a project that I wanted to do. So a couple of years ago, I went to Brazil, uh, to Rio de Janeiro, on vacation. Because, you know, like everybody else, I'd heard, you know, it was beautiful and beautiful women and great beaches. And I go there, and I was totally blown away by how many um, Americans that there were, and, and more so, like how many brothers were there? Because, you know, as a as a as a people, we typically don't travel so much outside the United States on a regular basis. But I go to Rio, and not only were there like brothers that were there, there were brothers that were living there and speaking Portuguese fluently. And there were, I'm from New York, and there were guys I hadn't seen in like five or ten years. I didn't. These guys looked like they disappeared off the face of the earth. And I go to Rio, and I bumped into, like, 10 dudes that I hadn't seen. And these guys are, are, are living there. And they were so enamored with these, with these women and this, this, this cultural, I'm not even really sure how I would describe it. They were so into it. And, and, and it was almost like an addictive nature. For the ones that could figure out a hustle to go there mm-hmm. and stay there, they would stay. But then you had the other brothers who had – normal jobs and these were not uh 
white collar workers. These were some of these guys were blue collar workers. They're transit workers, bus drivers, you know, construction workers. And these guys are going to Brazil eight or ten times a year, which is not cheap. I mean, if you're coming from Chicago or New York or you yeah. know Detroit, you're talking about a twelve hour plane flight. You're talking about you know probably seven to eight nine hundred dollars for a plane ticket plus money to um, to spend while you're there. And I was just talking to person after person. These guys were like. They didn't go out on dates back in the States. They didn't go out to dinner. They saved up every penny they had, and any time they would put all their days off together, and when they could string, you know, five, six, seven, eight days together or a couple of holidays, boom, they were off and on the plane to Brazil to go there to kind of get into this experience, um, and then they would have to leave and come back. But then all they did is just look forward to the next, to the next time back. And I had, I've been around the world. But I had never seen uh, men so just into this experience that it became. It, it reminded me very much of almost like a, a drug addiction. And uh, you know, you would talk to these guys, and they would say, "Man, you know what? I don't ever want to date another American woman again." And you know, p- part of it is is that these guys were uh, these guys are very normal. They're the normal everyday guys. They're not the handsome guys. They're not, you know, flashy. They may not have flashy cars. And uh, back in the States, they go out and they're trying to date women and, you know, they're getting turned down and, you know, but they go to Brazil and because of, to some to some degree, because of the economic differences that there were, um, you know, these they're kind of like ballers there. And so these guys have an opportunity to experience the kind of attention um that guys here, unless you really are at a high economic level or you've got some celebrity, you know, or fame to you, that the average guy never gets to experience. And for some men, that experience is so addicting because the guy, he's the only place he can get that is there. When he comes back home, it is absolutely back to reality again. He goes out to the bar and he wants to send a drink to the girl and she has absolutely zero interest in him. Then he goes back to this country and he's got three, four, five girls sitting on his lap that can't, and like seemingly hanging on his every word. And for some men, that is just a, it is an overwhelming experience. And I try to explain it to women because, you know, an attractive woman, she always has men right. kind of throwing herself in. So she's used to fending off guys. She goes out, eight guys want to offer her a drink after the dance. Can I get your number? But for the average guy, right. he never has that experience. And so, yeah, so that was that. that's why I called it the girlfriend experience because these dudes would be completely hooked. It would be no different than watching a guy hooked on crack, man. He could, he could no longer, he could no more not go back to Brazil than a guy who's on crack who can't smoke. He just, he just couldn't do it. Wow. So now in, 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 in viewing that, I can see the interest. And I can and I can tell you this that it's more of a it's more of a paradigm shift of what's happening because it's not just this is all over the country. I mean, you have what we have considered here in America <clears throat> excuse me, third world countries or not so impoverished nations or impoverished nations, uh mm-hmm. different than the US that <clears throat> people are going there. Like you said, average Joes. We're not talking about celebrities. We're talking about average Joes that will go mm-hmm. to another country, and because of the exchange difference in, in in the currency, their money here in America is way more is worth more 
in a country where the exchange rate is, is you know, substantially different. But the other oh. side of it is the importance of going there and finding a female companion. It is something that is really, really plaguing. So when people say, well, there are no good men out there or they're not available, a lot of these guys have gone to other countries and made a good life there or either brought her back to America and uh-huh. made a good life here with a good woman from another country. So what was the real appeal that you're thinking of the Brazilian women to the men? Is it is it that that they well, were having – well, I understand the man, but how about the woman? There is – so the, you mean the woman's the woman's attraction to the men? Yeah, down in Brazil, for instance. Well, okay. The 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 appeal is is twofold. One is just like any other woman, you know, a guy a guy here who's wealthy and well to do. Well, he's not without he's not without female company unless he wants to be because women want the security of someone who is well off, et cetera, et cetera. So when an American man goes down to Brazil, she's looking at him like. Well, this guy has got, or he has the ability or the potential to have the ability to provide a very comfortable life. So there is that, there is that for sure. Um, he also okay. comes from a country that, you know, America is, hey, this is the place to be. And so uh, the average Brazilian, it's not very easy for them to get a visa to come to the United States to begin with. And even if they could get a visa, they couldn't afford, um, you know, they couldn't afford the ticket and all that other stuff to come. So, this guy is, he looks like he could offer her a potentially comfortable life and a vehicle, he could be a vehicle to get her um, to the United States. And, you know, there is like a, a lot of the, some of the guys that come, the hip-hop culture and, and, and the American culture is very, very, very appealing there. So you have all those three, three things working together and... Yeah, woman would it would it it does. There is an there is an appeal. Now unfortunately, um when this man goes to Brazil he's kind of a big baller or whatever and so he brings this Brazilian right. woman back and unfortunately when he gets her back to the United States, she looks around and realizes, <laughs> Whoa, I got a lot more <laughs> I got a lot more options here than just this than just this guy because maybe you know, there there are some of the guys that go are are, you know, uh Middle middle age and up, you know, you'll build 50, 55, 60. So he may strike the attention of a 26, 25-year-old, beautiful, strikingly beautiful Brazilian woman. And while they're in Brazil, it works perfectly. When he brings her back to Chicago, well, she's looking around, and now there's these other 26 and 27-year-old guys that are her age, and, uh, you know, these guys may have dough or whatever, and so all of a sudden – this guy who brought her over, well, he's not quite so appealing anymore. And the attention that um, she was able to give him in Brazil when she comes back to the States, now now there's, it's right back to how it normally is. And now this woman walks down the street and guys are running through red lights and crashing into cars looking at her because they've never seen anything like her before. And so, so now the attention is all on him and the power has completely shifted back so exactly how it is, and the guy who went to Brazil to find this woman is right back in the exact same boat he was before he went. Well, listen, and that's very funny the way you put it. I'm looking forward to the documentary. But listen, thank you. what does that have to say about relationships with men or relationships of men and or, or what they have with American women? 
Well, here's the thing, and I, man, I get in so much trouble when I have this conversation with women because I am some so women sure. have, have, some women are able to hear what I'm saying with an open mind, and I am not downing American women. I'm not downing sisters at all. I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying the feedback that I've gotten from the hundreds of men that we've interviewed, uh, both in Brazil and in the States, mm-hmm. what I get is, is that, uh, American women in general become so career-focused, and they're, you know, which in, in a lot of cases, you know, it requires, two, people in relationship requires a, two incomes to kind of make this thing work. But American women right. get so focused on their careers that they forget about um, men and women kind of do have roles, and there's things that they do for each other, and when the woman doesn't do that, guys miss that. And so they go to this other country, and, and, and in Brazil, the women are very much, the culturally, they're very much brought up about taking care of their man, whether it's cooking for him or, you know, right. massaging him or whatever. So it, that, that's, that's cultural. And, and when these guys go there and they get that, it is almost like having a place on your body that you have an itch but you can't scratch. And then you find someone who right. can scratch it for you. And yeah, it's done. And that's one of the reasons that, and the, and the Brazilian women know that, and and they use that to their advantage because these men, it's like these American men come over there and they're starved for attention, and these women provide right. them with this attention. And yeah, man. So the dude is like, she's first of all, let's face it. You know, if you ask the average man walking down the street, you say Brazil, and you ask him to give word association, what things come to mind? He's gonna say, you know, exotic location. Beautiful beaches, Ipanema right. and, and Copacabana, thong, thong bathing suits, and beautiful, sensual women. And that is, so you've already got that going on. And, and then these guys get there, and culturally, it's very, especially for African-American men, it's very similar from the, because Brazil has a huge African influence. A lot of uh, more slaves were dropped off in Brazil than in the Absolutely. United States. So right. you have this. You, you have this African influence on the women, the way they look, the way they're shaped, the music that they listen to, the food that they eat, um, the drinks, everything. And so when these guys go there, it all, it's like the only thing that they don't have is they don't speak the language. And I've never seen brothers more motivated to learn a foreign language in my life. So the only <laughs> thing that's missing is the language. And once they get the language down, culturally it is it's no different. Because I've heard people say, well, what about – uh, Thailand, and well, yeah, because the culturally it is a complete shift from what from what we're normally used to. But when a guy goes to Brazil, you know, one of the most popular dishes there is uh, they have this dish called uh, frango passarina, which is fried chicken with like some garlic, and they serve that with French yeah. fries and hot sauce. And so a brother goes there and he's like, man, fried chicken, with hot, it's, it's perfect. It is like he feels like he he feels like he's home. You know what I mean? And and then Absolutely. you've got these, these these beautiful women that are Falling all over this guy, yeah, this is very difficult for this guy to go back home and, you know, and deal with the, deal with the normal everyday thing. Right. And, John, here's the deal. It's not just, it's, you know, yes, your documentary is based on Brazil, but this is, this is a cultural shift that we're seeing uh, in other countries. We're talking about, um, you know, um, Panama. We're talking about Ecuador. We're talking about the uh-huh. Dominican Republic. The same Absolutely. things are happening. And I was telling mm-hmm. you, um, a good friend of mine, I'm not going to put his name on the airwaves, but a good <laughs> friend of mine is is in a similar situation. 
He's been back and forth to, you know, other countries, and this guy has didn't have one iota of a lick of Spanish before right. he went down uh, there. And, man, he came back, and he speaks Spanish so well now, <laughs> so well. And because of his, because of his uh, skin color, he's very light-skinned, so many people think that, you know, he starts to talking with natives who are now living in America. They think he is from the country because he speaks it so well and the dialect right. is so right. blended right. that people people think he's from that country. So but he says he says the same things to me that the attention that he gets in that country Mm-hmm. Far outweighs what you know what he will get in this country, right? Well, and I think look, the wow. takeaway for American women could be, you know, is that um, you know we we there are still things that women can do that you know you can make the man. I these guys these guys are starving for attention. So if a, if a woman right. says a woman said to me, well, what can I do? to keep my man from going to Brazil or wanting to go back to Brazil, I said, well, the first thing you can do is don't let him go to begin with. Don't let him go to begin with. But if, 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 that's the first thing is keep him off the plane. But if he happens to go, you know, you got to right. really look at, like, what is it? I mean, if, 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 if this guy is starved for attention, for that loving affection, attention that only a woman can provide for a man, yeah, you know, I know that the career thing is important, but when you start to miss out on, when you start to get get away from that, I mean, you know, you it's kind of like you're leaving this guy wide open, uh, wide open for that. And look, as 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 men, there's a lot of shortcomings that we have. I'm sure if you had a woman on, women on the show, they'd come on and tell you ten things that men aren't doing um, to keep a woman happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. But unfortunately, right for this moment, we're talking about the, the, the from a man's perspective. Yeah, I think that women. Uh, um, the sensuality part, the the affection, the paying attention, you know, the little tiny things. I, I, I was watching, there was this guy I was watching, I was in a, a restaurant in Rio. This guy was eating mm-hmm. and talking to this girl, and she was, it was, I'm not even sure she could speak her English was that well, but she was attempting to hang on this guy's every word, and I thought, man, you know, it's that kind of attention. The guy got some uh, some ketchup on his chin. She grabbed the napkin and was like getting it off his chin and wiped it off his shirt. And we're, yeah, like, where's that guy gonna Where's that guy gonna get that? He's not gonna get that anyplace else. So, but but if he did, right? You know, yeah, it might be a different story. Yeah, man, I tell you, it's 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 very interesting, very interesting piece. Now, when are are you starting? Have you started filming yet? Or we did, we did. Out? We were down there in. Uh, we were down in January of last year. We were down there for uh, for like six weeks. We were shooting, and um, we came back. We did some other uh, we did some other interviews here in the states. One of our investors got in some trouble with the IRS and so dropped out. And so we were we had it took us a little while to come up with uh, with another uh, with another investor. But I think it looks like we may have somebody on board now. So I think we're uh, I think we're all set to go back and start shooting again. Okay. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to actually once we get out the line, I'm going to hook you up uh with a partner of mine who is okay. and this this can be good for your investor because 
this guy calls himself the um, the tax audit defender. I mean, he likes running okay. up into the IRS office and defending his clients. And gotcha. he's um, born and raised out of L.A., so, yeah, I'll definitely hook okay. you up with him. And okay, that'd be a good connect. Well, I tell you, I definitely, we're going to follow up with you because I want to keep abreast of this, and I'd love to be at the premiere when it comes out, but I definitely want to Absolutely. talk to you more about it. Make sure and you get an invitation. Well, man, I'm looking forward to it, and I appreciate I appreciate you giving me time this Saturday morning to talk about a subject that really deals with not just cultural issues, but it deals with financial issues. It deals with um, our relationships. It's across the board, and it's something that the people really need to pay attention to. Um, the weight of the Matter of fact, the state of our economy here in America, when you're talking about, and this is not just this is not just black men or you, just men in general, but these are couples. Because I can tell you, I've been looking at Brazil and other places to actually set up a retirement spot where I can go oh. and man and live life enjoyably instead of uh-huh. trying to struggle here in America. So we definitely mm-hmm. have to change some things, and, 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 and your documentary goes across the board on several different levels. So we are definitely going to be in touch more to talk about the real girlfriend experience. Okay. Cool deal, man. Cool, cool. Well, thank you for, now, John, uh, before I let you go, for having me on. Look, before I let you go, I need some promo love from you, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let me tell you, if you uh, – if you need any kind of financial advice or you want to know how to get the best deal possible, what you need to do is listen to my man, S.E. Day, on the Legally Steal Show. John, I love you, bro. It's been real. And, listen, I am going to touch bases with you here real soon. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up. What is your day like after after the show? Um, well, I'm headed over to the set right now. I'm actually my call time. It was about 15 minutes ago, so I'm headed over to the set. I probably will be working until uh, around 6 p.m., so probably anytime after 6 p.m. L.A. time. Okay, good deal. Well, bro, do your thing, make it happen, and I appreciate you giving me time, overtime, on this Saturday morning, and we will be in touch soon. No worries, man. Thank you again for having me on. Have a blessed Saturday. Thanks, John. Everybody, that was John Nicholson. Uh, He is working on the Real Girlfriend Experience. Definitely, you can go to our website, LegallySteelShow.com, LegallySteelShow.com, and John's information is there. You'll be able to listen to this podcast again and click on the blog, and you will be able to go to his webpage. John's a real interesting brother. I really enjoy talking to him, and... um, I look forward to doing some things with him in the future. So definitely check him out, um, and you'll get some good information from it. And, of course, I'd like to hear some of your feedback. You can always hit us up. You can send us emails at the show, um, the show at legallysteal.info, the show at legallysteal.info. Send us some of your quotes and concerns, and we'll make sure we can get it aired out for you. And of course, our number here at the studio is 347-637. 1008, and I'd love to hear from you, love to talk with you. Um, so definitely stay tuned for more as we're bringing you more issues, more segments uh, as the year go along. 
And again, next month, because uh, we're fastly approaching January, this is the 21st. Oh, happy birthday, Mom. i got to make sure I call Mom after the show. But this is, we're going into women of influence. Let me actually have my mom on, you know. I'll check with her. <laughs> she may say, boy, are you crazy? But women of influence uh, for, our, for our month of February we're going to be having. Now, of course, next, not next weekend, weekend after next, we're coming up on the Super Bowl. I am scheduled to, that's the first weekend in February, so I'm scheduled for shows that weekend. But if faith has it, I might actually be in Indianapolis, Indianapolis for the Super Bowl, and I'll be broadcasting live from Radio Row. Um, so I'll keep you posted on that as we get closer to it. But again, we got a lot of interesting stuff coming up. Uh, we're going to be, of course, you know, we're going to be talking about some credit on some future shows, and we're also going to be talking about taxes because it's a big issue. It's coming up, and those have been some of our highest-rated shows, and we're going to be hitting that by the end of February. So definitely stay tuned. I appreciate you giving me your time on this Saturday. Podcast it. Listen to it. Very interesting subject. And, again, I'm your host, F.C. Day, and I will be checking with you and listening to you next week. Stay tuned. Remember, go to our Facebook page. That's Facebook, uh, Legally Steal Show on Facebook, and you can like us there, and we're also on Twitter. That's Legally Steal on Twitter and Legally the Legally Steal Show on Facebook. Look forward to connecting with you. Again, enjoy your Saturday, and be safe. Peace.